Week three of the NFL, we are Wagers Ragers, coming to you from the great state of New Jersey. I am your host, Joshua J.T. Buckner, my compadre as always, John the Hedgehog Donath. John, how are we doing? The Hedgehog. Doing great. Here in the northeast of the country here, here in New Jersey, we are starting to get some of that fall weather where it's just, you know, slightly cool. Um, in the morning, but still gets, you know, pretty warm during the day. So I'm enjoying that. It's officially fall. It's officially football season. So how could I possibly not be happy right now? Yeah. I mean, I love the fall sweatshirt weather. Perfect outside. We got our, our Rutgers college football team two and out taking on Michigan today. I mean, we're right into the big 10 season. So here we go. Fall. We are three looking to go three and oh, let's see what happens. John, how'd you do last week? To the future. Not the greatest week. I probably came just shy of breaking even. I, I think I had broken even, but then I lost a couple of small bets on that uh, Monday night game. Came close to hitting a, 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 a parlay, which would have been nice. Last week, the, the Eagles sort of came back down to earth a little bit. Week one, they had a huge win on the road, you know, 32 to six against the Falcons in Atlanta. Looked absolutely amazing. Came back home to, to play a much more stout Niner team. Uh, they were getting three and a half. You know, I mentioned on the podcast last week that, you know, I didn't feel nearly as good about the Niners game as I did the the Falcons game the week before. And, and it definitely played out that way. The Niners defense played really, really well. They're a real tough unit. Now, on the other hand, the, the Eagles defense played really well as well and held the Niners offense in check for, you know, most of the game. I don't think the Niners even had a first down, I think, until the the, the second quarter. Um, but it was just one of those games where the breaks really have to go your way. And, and they really didn't for the Eagles. Uh, Jalen Hurts threw a deep touchdown pass to Jalen Rager in the first half that was called back because Rager had stepped out of bounds. It looked kind of me like he got he got pushed out. Unfortunately, the Eagles then had to settle for a field goal try, which was blocked. They came away with nothing. Later in the game, Jalen Hurts throws a beautiful 91-yard pass to Quez Watkins, takes it down for um, to the six-yard line. Eagles have first and goal at the six, and the Niners hold. The Eagles go down on, on downs on fourth down. Sirianni tried a version of the, the Philly special that just went nowhere. The Niners were well prepared for all the bubble screens and the misdirections and things like that that had worked against Atlanta. And the Eagles just didn't have a counterpunch. Um, late in the game with the Eagles down 17 to 11, um, the, the Niners had the ball and went for it on fourth down. It appeared that the play clock expired. So either there was something wrong with the clock or the officials missed it because they let the down go. Uh, Garoppolo sneaks on, on fourth and one to, to, to ice the game and the, the Niners win. But, you know, last week I think was just sort of a reminder that the Eagles uh, in particular, um, they were a really horrible team last year. Uh, they've definitely added some talent. Uh, and the needle is pointing up, but they're still a very young team. They're going to have ups and downs. Um, I still think they're going to challenge for a playoff spot this year. We can't expect them to, you know, blow every team out. So um, I I was a little bit concerned with the game last week. Uh, I thought it was reasonable to take the three and a half points for the Eagles, but that did not hit. But the Hurts rushing continues to to hit. I got it at 49 and a half. That hit. Uh, I did not hit on his uh, passing yards, which was 232.5. He was under under 200 for the day. In my second game, I took the Raiders at the Steelers, 
And to be perfectly honest with you, I just got this one wrong. I thought the Raiders were going to come back down to earth a little bit after an emotional win on Monday night, week one. Uh, and I thought that the Steelers would be able to handle their business at home. Uh, the Raiders come through and win the game outright. I took the Steelers giving five and a half. Raiders go to Pittsburgh, win the game outright. Darren Waller, although he had a good game, uh, didn't quite come through on the um, – the, the, the yardage, his prop was 74 and a half, and he ended up only, I think, uh, netting like 60, 65 yards. His reception prop was six and a half after getting peppered with 19 targets in week one. He only got seven targets in week two. Still a respectable effort, but only got five catches for 65 yards. Other than that, it was uh, an, an up and down week. Some other props I hit, uh, David Montgomery over 59 and a half yards rushing, Cooper Cup over five and a half catches. He had a monster week. Um, and I did hit a five leg parlay on the uh, chiefs uh, Ravens game, which was fantastic Sunday night. Uh, so that helped save the, save the weekend a little bit. So that's the way it goes. That's gambling for you. That's gambling for you. Came just shy of bre uh, breaking even last week. Eagles lost, but I'm still feeling positive. Still had a lot of fun. Good stuff. Yeah, I didn't have a great week last week either. Um, the Jets decided that they were not going to show up for their home opener, and they got the doors blown off of them by the Patriots. Uh, Zach Wilson proved that um, he is a typical Jet quarterback. He's going to go out there and just throw interceptions left and right. So let's see what happens if he turns it around this week, but last week was – just uh, a complete debacle. Uh, his first two passes were picked off. He ended up with four interceptions. Jets got crushed. Um, and, uh, you know, I said, take the points with the Jets. Didn't work out. I also said, you know, I went, to, went back to the well with the Browns and Browns laying 13 and a half. I usually I went against my rule of, of uh, not taking double digit favorites. Did, and that didn't work out as they didn't cover against the Texans, even though they won. Um, my props were garbage as well, as I had Zach Wilson with over yardage. That didn't hit. Um, <clears throat> I had Jameson Crowder receptions. Thankfully, that got voided out because he didn't even play. Baker Mayfield passing yards, that didn't hit. But what, what did happen for me and what happens almost every week, my college football nuggets. I took Iowa and Boston College last week, both hit, and I parlayed it together. Boom. Hit on the parlay as well. And then I laid some money on Old Miss last week, won on that. But overall, NFL week last week was just terrible. Um, but I did redeem myself on Thursday night as I took the Panthers. I laid five dimes on them, hit that. Boom. Uh, against the Texans. So, yeah, so I made up for it with the Thursday night game. Not sure I'm going to do that with any of the picks that I'm picking this week. But uh, yeah, that was a nice cover on Thursday night. So listen, we move into week three, week three of the NFL. And as everybody knows, I am a New York Jet fan. Jets go up to Denver this week. The line is Jets get, getting 10 and a half points. Over under is 42. It can't get much worse than last week. It just can't get much worse than last week against New England. As I said before, Zach Wilson, four interceptions against the Patriots. Just an absolute beatdown, beatdown by New England. Now, Denver's on a roll. They're 2-0, but who have they really beaten? 
They've beaten the New York Giants, who are terrible. And they've beaten the Jacksonville Jaguars, who are just as bad, if not worse, than the Jets. Um, Vic Fangio, he's the head coach of the Denver Broncos. He's a defensive guru. He has this hybrid defense that's just playing lights out right now. Um, he held Trevor Lawrence last week, 14 of 33 passing, 118 yards and two picks. But they lost two defensive starters in Bradley Chubb and Josie Jewell, both on injured reserve. And I really don't trust Teddy Brid uh, Bridgewater at quarterback. He had a terrible year last year for Carolina. I get it that he's playing well this year, but again, they only beat the Giants and the Jaguars. Last week, Michael Carter, the fourth round draft pick for the Jets, had a breakout game, 59 yards on the ground after only rushing for six yards in, in the first game. I expect him to get the ball a lot more in this game against the Broncos. And I'm taking the Jets in this one. I'm going to take the Jets getting 10 and a half points. I just think it's going to be a close game. I think Zach Wilson will probably, well, I shouldn't say probably. I mean, he can't play much worse than he played last week. He will play better this week. And I think he's going to have a pretty decent game, probably similar to what he did in the first game. I don't think the Jets are going to win. Trust me. I don't think they're going to win, but I think it's going to be a close game. So I'm going to take the Jets getting 10 and a half points. Props. What do I like? Well, as I said before, I think Zach Wilson's going to have a, a, a bounce back game this week. His passing yardage is only 211 and a half yards, uh, minus 115 on DraftKings. I'm going to take the over on that. And I'm going to take a hedgehog special hedgehog rushing yards. Zach Wilson over eight and a half. I think he's going to be chased out of the pocket by the likes of Von Miller over eight and a half rushing yards, minus 120 on DraftKings. And I'm going to resuscitate my kicking prop from last year, which I hit on on numerous occasions. I'm taking Brad McManus over seven and a half points. 115 on DraftKings. That's my analysis on the Jet game. John, you have any thoughts on the Jets, Broncos? I do, I do. I, I feel a little bit better about the Broncos, I think, than you do. I think Teddy B has actually looked pretty good uh, in the first two weeks. I think part of it is that, you know, I think they've got a lot of talent over there um, in, in Denver. Even with, uh, with Judy going down, Cortland Sutton, I think, is, is a potential number one wide receiver. They've got a strong backfield with Melvin Gordon and Javante Williams. Uh, and that's where I'm going with my prop in this game. So Javante Williams, um, the rookie, this is, so this is like the uh, Javante Williams-Michael Carter Bowl going against each other in this game. Uh, in week one, Williams had 14 carries for the Broncos. In week two, he had 13 carries. I think it's, it's a good sign for Javante that he's getting this kind of work, basically splitting with Melvin Gordon down the middle so early in the season. And I think his work's only going to continue because, you know, he averaged 4.9 4 uh, yards per carry, YPC for life, um, last week. His prop on DraftKings for attempts is 12.5 at plus 120. Uh, I'm taking that all day. I'm going to throw a 50 burger on it. It's going to be delicious. <laughs> this is a tasty burger. Uh, it's going to hit. Uh, I love the Broncos in this game. That it's the, that 10 and a half it, it is a bit much. If, if you had gun to my head, which way am I going? I'm taking the Broncos and I'm laying the 10 and a half. But, uh, you know, we'll see. Maybe that maybe that uh, the, the thin air out there will uh, will help Zach Wilson uh, avoid the picks this week. Yeah, good stuff. It is the definitely the, the North Carolina University 
running back bowl this week with Javante Williams and Michael Carter. Um, but hey, I mean, Broncos, you can't, you can't, uh, you can't deny that they played well. But again, it's it's a matter of who they played. And I know the Jets really haven't lit it up this season, going zero and two. But we shall see what happens. So, John, talk to me about the Eagles. Who they got this week, and what do you like? It is Eagles time. The Eagles play on Monday night. They're the Monday night tilt, as it were. They're going to Dallas to play the hated Dallas Cowboys. This is obviously, you know, the, the two games against the Cowboys every year are games that you circle on your schedule as big rivalry. Most Eagles fans my age grew up absolutely hating the Cowboys, uh, even though, frankly, the, the Eagles and Giants probably have had a better rivalry over the last 20 years because the Cowboys haven't been that good. I think it's a little bit different. Uh, this year. Uh, the Eagles, again, coming off uh, a tough loss at home to San Francisco. Um, the game was the, the loss to the Niners was not the worst result from from last week, however, for the Eagles. Uh, they finally, you know, after coming through, making it through week one without any major injuries, uh, we've got a couple uh, this week. And the biggest one is losing Brandon Graham. Brandon Graham is out for the year now, the defensive end, you know, the, the, the pro bowler, all pro, uh, you know, the man who got the strip sack in the Super Bowl to help seal it a couple of years ago is out for the year with a torn Achilles. That's going to be rough. He's, you know, maybe their best defensive player and one of the hearts and souls of, of that team. So it's going to be tough missing Brandon. Also on the offensive line, our um, star right guard, Brandon Brooks, who actually missed all of last year with an injury, has a pectoral issue. And he's going to be out for, you know, at least probably six weeks or so, maybe more. Uh, so he's going to be out this week and the Eagles are actually going to start their second round pick Landon Dickerson uh, at right guard from Alabama, Landon Dickerson, who, you know, scouts will tell you has, you know, you know, top five overall draft pick type talent, but he just had a litany, litany of injuries in, um, in college. He hasn't actually played in a game since the SEC championship game back in December, um, and really has only really ramped up work, according to, uh, to uh, Eagles beat reporters, just within the last two weeks. So I'm excited to see him play. But, you know, stepping on the field for the first time against NFL competition could be a little tough for him. You know, kind of just hoping that he makes it through without any, out any setbacks from an injury perspective. On the other side of the ball, the Dallas Cowboys, I think they've looked really good. I mean, they really took the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to, to the very end of the game and just barely lost that one in week one. Last week, they travel across the country to play the Los Angeles Chargers, end up winning that game uh, at the end, despite the fact that they've had some pretty um, serious injuries themselves. You know, Demarcus Lawrence, one of the best pass rushers, one of the best defensive players in the league, is out for a while with a broken foot. They were also without their second best pass rusher, Randy Gregory, last week, who was on the COVID list. Randy Gregory returns. Um, but one of the reasons that the Cowboys were able to deal with those losses last week were because of their number one draft pick, Micah Parsons, out of Penn State. He looks like an absolute star already. He came in playing middle linebacker. Last week, he played defensive end and was all over Justin Herbert all day long. The Eagles are going to have to deal with Micah today and, you know, for the next five to ten years. So that's going to be very tough. I think the Cowboys are a legit Super Bowl contender. You know, I wouldn't call them one of the top couple of teams in the league, but I think they've got enough talent um, to potentially go all the way. Um, Dak Prescott, one of the big question marks coming into this year was whether or not he was going to be able to recover from, uh, you know, a pretty serious complicated uh, leg injury uh, last year that cost him pretty much the whole season. 
after just he started on fire last year before he got hurt. And that kind of ended the Cowboys season. You know, we've seen, you know, knee and leg injuries seriously derail quarterback careers before see Carson Wentz. But, you know, Dax looked pretty good uh, in the first couple of weeks. Um, the offensive line is back together after having a bunch of injuries last year. Zach Martin missed the first game because of the COVID list, um, but he but he's back now. Uh, and their cornerback, Trayvon Diggs, looks like he's stepping up to be one of the best cornerbacks in the league. As a matter of fact, Cowboys' top two cornerbacks are rated top five by pro football focus. Um, so, you know, take taking all of that together, you know, what's my pick for the game? I think this line has been too low the whole time. I think just because it's division foes, Eagles, Cowboys, you know, the line is too low. I think it should be something like a touchdown. Depending on where you look, the Eagles are getting three on the road on FanDuel. They're getting three and a half on DraftKings. They're getting uh, four points minus 110 on BetMGM. That's just too low. Um, I, I would never bet against my own team and it wouldn't shock me if the Eagles won, but it would surprise me. I think this game has lost written all over it. If you're going to bet this game, I think you go to FanDuel, you give the three and you take the Cowboys, you know, the Eagles, I mean, excuse me, the Cowboys are three and against the Eagles in their last three at home. Also in this series, the home team is five and against the spread in the last five, um, you know, I'm going to hope for an Eagles win. I think it would be fantastic. It would be huge to see Jalen Hurts and that Eagles team come back from adversary, adversity and pick up a big division win this week. But, I mean, from a, from a betting perspective, I just don't think you can go that way. So, as far as the game goes, I think the, the bet is you take the Cowboys, you get the best point spread, which is three points on Fandle, and you give it there. How about a few props? Well, the interesting thing is, even though the, I thought, think the Cowboys defense has dealt with injuries well, Michael Parsons has played really well. And oddly enough, even though the Cowboys have two of the top rated cornerbacks in the league through two weeks, somehow they've allowed the second most passing yards in the NFL. And that takes me to Devontae Smith, the Eagles number one draft pick at wide receiver. Um, he's been peppered with targets from Jalen Hurts uh, from the from from the get go here. Uh, he had seven targets last week, didn't pick up a lot of yards, but had a couple of close calls in week one. He had eight targets, six catches for 71 yards. I expect Hurts to keep looking Devontae Smith's way. And so I'm taking Devontae Smith on his catches and his yardage. If you look at the, his yardage prop, it's 55 and a half yards on FanDuel. Go over to DraftKings. You can get it at 51 and a half at minus 120 this morning. Same numbers at BetMGM. So I'm taking that all day. 50 burger. Delicious. Thank you very much. Also, four and a half catches on DraftKings plus 125. Hammer that one. Like I said, he had eight targets week one, seven targets last week. I expect even with the great quarterback play, I'm hoping that Sirianni can move Smith around in the formation enough to get him enough good looks there. Also, I'm just going to keep Jalen Hurts uh, keep taking Jalen Hurts rushing until it doesn't work. You know, so far this year, um, Hurts has been a monster on the ground. You know, he's, he's averaging well over 60 yards a game. His rushing prop this week, I've got it at 52 and a half yards. I'm going to take that again. The Cowboys really haven't played a rushing quarterback yet. They played Tom Brady and, and Justin Herbert who, you know, Tom Brady's a statue. And while Herbert can move a little bit, he's not known as a rushing quarterback. So it'll be interesting to see how the Cowboys deal with Jalen Hurts, who, like I said, 
He had 10 rushes for 82 yards last week, seven for 62 in week one. Give me that 52 and a half all day long. Uh, last one I got here, Zeke Elliott. You know, there's been a lot of talk about Zeke, you know, um, you know, having touches taken away by, by Tony Pollard. Um, it, you know, is, is Zeke still good? You know, watching the first two weeks, I think Zeke's lower numbers this year, and they are a little bit lower, are really just a function of how those games went. You know, they, they were playing catch up a little bit against the Buccaneers. And yes, you know, Tony Pollard is getting some touches, but Zeke's history against the Eagles is insane. He averages 96 yards a game against the, against the Eagles. Uh, I'm taking both his attempts and his yards. The best numbers I saw were on FanDuel. For attempts, you can get it at 14 and a half. For yardage, you can get 61 and a half. He went for 16 carries for 71 yards last week, so he would have hit both um, on the road against the Chargers. At home, I expect the Cowboys to feed Zeke, uh, and he's always had success against the Eagles. I think it's going to happen again. So those are my picks. You know, I don't love taking the other side, but I think that's the bet here. Cowboys, look for the best uh, point spread here. Like I said, three points on Fandle. Give the three. I'll take Devontae Smith catches, Devontae Smith yardage. Jalen Hurts rushing yards, and I'm taking Zeke on both his attempts and his rushing yards, but I'm interested to hear your thoughts. So I've been going back and forth in this game all week long. I, I, you know, the Eagles have played a lot better than I thought they were going to play this season. Cowboys are playing, are playing well as well. So I can kind of see this game going either way, but I probably would side with your analysis where I think the Cowboys at home with, with a line like three or three and a half, I'd probably lean Cowboys. But at the end of the day, I'm probably going to stay away from this one because I think the Eagles have been playing a lot better than everybody thought they were going to play. Uh, so this is a game I'm probably going to stay away from. But the thing that I am going to stick with, just like last year with Kelsey, Jalen Hurts rushing yards. I'm going to stay with Jalen Hurts. I uh, won with him last week. Uh, won with him week one on the prop of over rushing yards. So I'm going to stay with it this week. The other thing I'm going to add to it, though, is Jalen Hurts rushing attempts over eight and a half. Great odds, plus 110 on DraftKings. I'm going to take the rushing attempts. Eight and a half, I think, is a low number for him. So I can see him definitely getting somewhere in double digits on rushing attempts. I also like the Devontae Smith props that, that you talked about as well. Um, he's been a favorite target of Jalen Hurts, and I think that's going to continue again this week against the Cowboys. So that's where I am on this game. Any final thoughts before we move on to game two? I, I, I agree with everything you said. And, you know, again, I'm going to be excited for, to, for this game to happen on, on Monday night. Although I'm going to be honest with you. I kind of prefer my team to play on Sundays. I don't like waiting until Monday. Uh, I was looking at that rushing attempts prop that you're, that you just mentioned eight and a half for Jalen hurts a little bit too rich for my blood. I like the juice, but you know, he had 10 rushes last week, only seven week one. If the game goes good for the Eagles, you know, the hope is that Jalen doesn't have to run that much, but um, it was something I looked at thought about, but I was like, ah, I'll just take the yards. I'll stay away from the attempts. All right. So let's move on to game two. Uh, this week I'm taking the dolphins at the Las Vegas Raiders. Raiders are off to a two and zero start big win last week against Pittsburgh. Their quarterback is, but the other one that I really like is, is uh, David Carr. I believe I have David Carr. David Carr is going to have a big day. This one. I like David Carr this week. Derek. Carr. So I like David Carr right now. Derek Carr, not David Carr. It's Derek Carr. And he's having a great season so far this year. 
817 passing yards in two games and four touchdowns. Seventh most right now in the NFL. That's Derek Carr, not David Carr. All right. Uh, this is sort of a revenge game for the Raiders because last year the Dolphins beat them 26-25 to end the Raiders' playoff hopes. So a little revenge on the minds of the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, last year, Ryan Fitzpatrick drove the Dolphins down in 19 seconds to beat the Raiders and knock them out of any playoff contention. The Raiders' defense is playing lights out right now. I mean, five sacks, three takeaways already this year. Um, with a new defensive coordinator, Gus Bradley, at the helm running that defense. So I like what I'm seeing so far from the Las Vegas Raiders. Last week, the Dolphins got absolutely shellacked. 35-0 against the Buffalo Bills. Um, Buffalo coming off of a loss in week one to the Steelers. Uh, came back with a vengeance and crushed the Dolphins. Tua got hurt, and now it's Jacoby Brissett at quarterback. The one unknown is whether or not Josh Jacobs is going to play for the Raiders this week because their running game has really suffered when he's not playing. Um, they managed about 50-something yards last week uh, on the ground, which was terrible. So if he plays, you know, that's obviously a plus for the Raiders. But I think without Tua at quarterback, the way that the Raiders are playing this season, uh, right now it's the Raiders giving three and a half points. Under over is 43 and a half. Raiders are home. Dolphins are coming off a brutal loss last week. I don't see it getting much better for the Dolphins, especially without their starting quarterback. And with that defense of the Raiders playing well, I'm going to take the Raiders in this game. I'm going to give the three and a half. I'm going to take the Raiders at home uh, to go three and oh and march towards hopefully a successful season into the playoffs because I got to tell you, I mean, they haven't been in the playoffs since John Gruden's been their coach and uh, he could be on the hot seat if the Raiders don't uh, do something this season. So I like the Raiders laying three and a half props. So to me, Darren Waller is like the Travis Kelsey from last year. I know he didn't hit his numbers last week, but I think he's going to have a break, uh, a bounce back game this week. So I like Darren Waller. Six and a half, over six and a half receptions, minus one, 105 on DraftKings, and over 74 and a half receiving yards, minus 115 on DraftKings. And my last prop, and I'm going to stay with this common theme, I'm taking a kicker, Daniel Carlson, over one and a half field goals, great odds, plus 115 on DraftKings. John, thoughts on the Raiders, Dolphins. Yeah, I mean, I love the Raiders in this game. I, I don't understand why the point spread is so low. I think the Raiders have proven that, you know, they can win at home, obviously. They can go on the road and win. And Jacoby Brissett, I mean, I, I don't know. I love the Raiders. I, I think this point spread is too low. I'm, I'm surprised it's where it is. And I don't really understand why that would be. I mean, the Raiders have shown us a lot this, this year. Um, so I'm, I'm all over the Raiders. I love Darren Waller. You know, the funny thing is he had what, you know, five catches for, for 60 some yards last week. And that's considered like a down game, you know, on DraftKings right now catches is I think six and a half minus one Oh five or something like that. I'll take that all day. Um, I, I could easily see him, you know, getting seven to 10 catches. So I, I love Waller in this game. Uh, I don't think Josh Jacobs is going to play, but even with Jacobs out, I think the, the Raiders win this game by at least a touchdown. So, you know, I'm with you on this one. Yeah, I mean, this is a game that kind of really stuck out for me, especially with how well the Raiders are playing. So with the line only being three and a half points, I'm taking the Raiders all day in this game. 
All right, John, who do we got second? All right, second game. There's a couple that I was looking at, but I settled on the Atlanta Falcons traveling to New Jersey. Now, New Jersey to play the New York Giants um, at MetLife Stadium. Falcons are getting three points on the road at New York. Um, and it's at my, minus 110 on DraftKings. You know, these are two, two 0-2 teams that have not really shown a, a ton here. The Falcons in week one got blown out by the, by the Eagles, as everybody knows at home. Then they came back in week two, and they ended up getting blown out by the Buccaneers. But if you actually watch the game, it was actually pretty close for, 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 for more than a half there. The, the Falcons were able to, to keep it pretty close, and then the Buccaneers just pulled away. The Giants got beat up at home by the Broncos in week one. Then last week traveled to, to Washington on the road against, you know, an up-and-coming kind of tough Washington team. Very nearly won the game uh, and ended up losing it in heartbreaking fashion, as we talked about on the pod last week. So, you know, two teams that essentially have had very similar years so far. You know, they each got, got beat up in week one, and they, they each, you know, came back a little bit, but just fell just short in week two. Um, I'm going to end up taking the Falcons here because I, I love the Falcons getting three points going to New York. Uh, and, and I just – I don't believe, frankly, I don't believe in Coach Joe Judge. I don't believe in Daniel Jones, Danny Wooden Nichols. Uh, and from watching the Falcons games, I don't think they're as bad as the record would indicate. I don't think they're going to make the playoffs or anything. But even in that Eagles game, you know, the Falcons started off that game well. They drove right down the field against what looks to be a stout Eagles defense on the first two drives. And then the Eagles defense just buckled up and held them to field goals. If the, the Falcons get touchdowns on either one of those drives, could be a very different game, at least a closer score. And like I said, against the Buccaneers, the Falcons did play them pretty tough for a half before losing it in the end. And again, you know, the Falcons returned, um, excuse me, the Buccaneers returned all 22 starters from last year's Super Bowl team. So they're expected to be one of the best teams in the league, obviously. Um, the Giants on Giants, on the other hand, you know, one word comes to mind when I'm watching them and that's hapless. Um, the, you know, neither one of these two defenses have played really well. Uh, the Falcons have allowed the most points overall and the Giants have allowed the most yards per game. So we could see a little bit of a shootout here at MetLife Stadium. Um, overall, the Falcons, 7-2 and two against the spread, against teams with a losing record in, in the last nine uh, games where they played such a team. That's courtesy of CBS. Uh, I just think that the, the Falcons, um, with the new coaching staff sort of getting their feet underneath them, come into New York, pull out a win. I love getting the field goal. If it's close, you know, that field goal is a nice little cushion to, to have. So give me the Falcons getting three on the road against the giants. A couple of props here. I like the Falcons. Like I said, passing defense has not been uh, great for them. Uh, starting quarterback, AJ Terrell is also out with injury. So I like Daniel Jones to get over one and a half passing touchdowns. They're giving up the most passing touchdowns in the league. I like Sterling Shepard, uh, five and a half catches. He's been uh, Sterling Shepard's been the, the Giants number one receiver so far this year. Uh, week one, he had nine targets, seven catches for 113 yards and a touchdown. Last week came back 10 targets, nine catches for 94 yards. Uh, he, he has been da uh, Daniel Jones's favorite target. So five and a half catches. Give me that all day long with the plus juice. I'm all over it. I love it. The last prop I've got this week, Kyle Pitts, the star rookie 
flying a little bit under the radar here because I think because there was so much hype about him coming into the year and he hasn't scored yet. So I think people are starting to overlook him a little bit. I'm taking his prop catches. Um, four and a half is the number that I've been seeing. That's at minus 155 at DraftKings and BetMGM, but you can get it minus 138 at FanDuel. Not great, but better than the other two. So that's, that's where I'm taking it. He's had 14 targets in two weeks. And he caught four balls week one, five catches uh, in week two. And, you know, I watched every snap of of his week one game. And it's clear the Falcons are looking for ways to feature him. They really are. So I think he's going to keep getting targets. I expect that target number to climb as the year goes on. Uh, I anticipate that he's, you know, he's going to get those touchdowns. And I love him to get four and a half catches against the Giants defense, which has been really bad against tight ends in recent years. And that trend has continued this year. In week one, the Giants gave up six catches for 62 yards to Noah Fant. In week two, they gave up five catches for 45 yards to Logan Thomas. So I expect Kyle Pitts to eclipse both of those numbers and easily hit four and a half catches. So give me the Falcons getting three points on the road at the hapless Giants. Give me, uh, give me Daniel Jones to go over one and a half passing touchdowns. Give me Sterling Shepard with five and a half catches and give me Kyle Pitts over four and a half catches. And what I expect to be kind of a shootout. So how do you see that? How do you see this uh, game playing out? Yeah, I think that the, one of the interesting things you said is a shootout. Um, I think there's going to be a lot of points scored in this game. Both teams are bad. Um, but that being said, uh, I think there's going to be a lot of points scored in this game. Uh, so the thing I'm looking at, I'm not really looking at the line so much because I think this game could go either way. I mean, the Giants probably should have won last week against the, uh, the Washington football team. Um, and the Falcons just not been playing well in the first two games. So I, I don't really trust either team. So I can see this game going either way. But I like the over-under. I like the over 47.5 points in this game. So I think that's the direction I would go. If I were to take this game, I'm still on the fence whether I'm going to put any money on Giants-Falcons. Uh, but if I, if I did, I'd probably go over 47 and a half points. I like the Daniel Jones thought. I'm not sure about the passing touchdowns, but he's been like their team's number one rusher. So right now on DraftKings, over 26 and a half rushing yards, minus 115, Daniel Jones. I think that's going to continue. Uh, and I think he's going to have probably somewhere in the neighborhood of like 30 to 40 rushing yards in this game. So I like over 26 and a half rushing yards for Daniel Jones. Also, I do like where your head is at with uh, Kyle Pitts, but I'm going to go yards instead of receptions. I'm going to go over 53 and a half receiving yards for Kyle Pitts, uh, minus 110 on DraftKings. And the other prop I'm looking at, their number one receiver, Calvin Ridley, over 81 and a half receiving yards, minus 110 on DraftKings. That's what I like in this game. John, any final thoughts on Giants-Falcons or, and I know you like to look at other games, any other props on any other game uh, that you've been looking at this week? Um, I really like your thought on the over-under on this game. I might actually take that. I'm just not a big over-under guy. It just, it, it just doesn't appeal to me, so I don't go that way that much. But based on the fact that I agree with you that this is going to be a shootout, I mean, that's the way it looks to me anyway. Uh, I, I love the over on this game. Um, and also, I also love the call on Daniel Jones rushing. 
uh, he's been, you know, he's been, he would have had a, a, a huge rushing touchdown against Washington, if, if not for a ticky tack holding call on, on one of the blocks there. And the giants are actually calling designed runs for Daniel Jones at this point. So I love the Daniel Jones rushing. I'm going to follow on that one. And I'm also going to take the over um, the, the one other nugget, if I can borrow your term that I wanted to throw out there, it's not actually a prop this time. It's actually a game line that I liked, and I'm just looking it up right now. And that's the Packers traveling to the Niners for the Sunday night game this week. Packers getting three on the road at San Francisco. Now, I know San Francisco is at home. And like I said earlier, that defense looks really good. Uh, I was very impressed with, with, with the, the linebacking core and the fact that the, the Niners defense held up so well last week against the Eagles, despite the fact that they had some injuries in the secondary. So I get that. But Aaron Rodgers showed last week that he's still Aaron Rodgers, you know, even if, you know, he's, you know, he, now he's sporting the man bun, he's still Aaron Rodgers. So Aaron Rodgers getting points, um, even though it's going on the road, Sunday night, primetime lights, give me Aaron Rodgers on three points. That one jumped off, uh, jumped off the phone at me. So that's my little extra, extra piece here. Packers getting three on the road at San Francisco. All right, good stuff. Before we move into the favorite, the fans favorite uh, part of the podcast, I got my two college football nuggets for you guys out there. Uh, University of Pittsburgh against New Hampshire laying 29 points. I love Pitt in this game. Lay the points, take the Pittsburgh Panthers minus 29. And the other one, let's go to the Big Ten where our Scarlet Knights play. Northwestern laying 14 points to Ohio, not Ohio State, Ohio. Lay the 14 points, take it Northwestern in this game. Those are my two college football uh, nuggets. John, why don't you lead us off with track of the week? Feeling a, a, a bouncy, happy, fun track that a lot of people may not know. It's called Dance Avec Moi. It's, it's a classic from back in 2000, and it's just a, it's been in my head recently. So that's my track of the week, Dance Avec Moi. I'm going gonna, I'm I'm gonna to get off the classics uh, train this week. I'm going to go back to my trance roots, and I'm going to go with you know, one of my favorite DJs, Gareth Emery. His track, You'll Be Okay, featuring Annabelle, is just sweet, you know, build-up trance track. Um, I've been listening to it all week, and so my track of the week is Gareth Emery, You'll Be Okay, featuring Annabelle. Week three of the NFL. May your cashes be huge and your bets be grand. We are out. Wagers, Ragers. See you next week on week four. Later.